This episode of the Music Stuff Show is brought to you by Loops, your weekly curated drum loop library. If you're writing music, programming beats, or building tracks, Duploops.com is the place to start. They post 10 new multi-track drum loops on their website every Monday at noon. Each loop is available in stereo and multi-track formats, always fresh, and they are never recycled. And the best part is, every loop is only a dollar. And for listeners of this podcast, they are offering an additional 10% off of your first purchase when you use the code MUSICSTUFFSHOW at checkout. So visit Duploops.com, that's D-U-P-E-L-O-O-P-S.com, for 10 new multi-track drum loops per week, every week. On this episode of the Music Stuff Show, we examine some of the reasons a promising artist might fail to succeed in the music business. We discuss some of the common setbacks like ego, fear, and the endless pursuit of perfection, all of which can easily converge to prevent those with talent from building a career doing what they love. Please enjoy this episode of the Music Stuff Show, Why Do Good Artists Fail? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Music Stuff Show, where we break down the business of music to help you build a career of doing what you love. Ow! I'm Tom. Vance is here, too. What's up, man? Hello. <laughs> it was really, I didn't it really feel, does get me every time. I feel like I didn't commit hard enough to that one because you caught me off guard. You changed the game today. <laughs> with, I wasn't, my, uh, with my wolf howl. I was, I was ill-prepared. <laughs> Can't compete with the wolf, man. It's true. You got any facts for me? Always. Come on. Hit me. And actually, I feel like today's is super relevant to the show. Uh Uh-oh. Did you know most toilets flush an E-flat? Shut (laughs) up. No way. (laughs) Obviously, I haven't like fact-checked this on a bunch of toilets, but that's what I read. (laughs) So. Did you read it on the internet? Yeah. That's true then. It's 100% true. That's definitely true. Well, we could do our own case study. If everybody at home listening. Yeah. When you go home tonight. Wanted to get like a little tuner on your phone. There's got to be like a free tuner app. Right? Yeah, you can find a free tuner yeah. and flush your toilet. And just everybody let us know what you got. Let's let's test the internet facts. We're going to have to have a certain amount of uh, built-in error for people who are tone deaf, though. That's why they have the app. <laughs> and if your app is tone deaf, we have a whole nother We're gonna contact some developers of issues. What are we talking about today, Tom? <laughs> I love that you emphasize the H. What are we talking about? What? <laughs> uh, so, why are you saying it like that? <laughs> why are you saying it like that? Today, Vance, since you asked, today's episode is about why good artists fail. Why do good artists fail? And what are the common pitfalls? And what can we avoid? What can you avoid to Perhaps not be one of the sob stories. True story. Also, shout out to Lena for the question on the face base. And if you're at home and you have questions, you can send them. This is proof. We'll talk about them on the show. Boom. But yeah. What do we want to send them to? Info at the musicstuffshow.com? Man, whatever your choice is. If you want to email it, info at musicstuffshow, themusicstuffshow.com. You can go to anything, musicstuffshow on social media. You can go to anything at Vance Fight or at Tom Dupree, I, I, I. Hit us up, man. Man, we're out there. We are out there. <laughs> we, we're available. We're accessible. We are there. Yeah. And you should hit us up because let's be homies. We know people. I digress. <laughs> so why don't you lead us off with this one, Vance? Uh, why do good artists fail? What are they doing wrong? You know, I think 
it's easy to say that there's a lot of things that can become factors to this. If in my personal opinion, what do I think some of the major ones are? Uh, I'm going to steal the Gary Vaynerchuk uh, book, uh, Jab, 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 Red Hook. Uh, if you're not familiar with Gary V, crazy serial entrepreneur, tons of books, tons of just information on the hustle. Always great reads. Odds are if you're on Facebook, you have seen a Gary V video. And if you haven't seen a Gary V video, you have 100% seen a client that he runs social media for because sure. he's yeah. gotten one of the biggest agencies on the planet. Uh, but his whole thing is this concept of give, 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 and then ask. Uh, you know, so if you're in a retail business or something, not constantly be like, buy this, constantly be buy this. And I think sometimes artists and bands and, uh, new artists especially that maybe don't have a huge catalog that haven't toured a bunch that don't have a bunch of music videos it's easy to fall victim to the constant asking mm -hmm. um, especially when you're hurting for content when you're not sure how to make content yet yeah 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 and, and it's unfortunate because you can be talented um but if every single thing that you post is let's say that you're a startup of a band and you've got a show in your hometown and the only thing you post on social media like 18 times a day from all four <laughs> of your members or whatever is come to our show at this, 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 come to our show at this. I can keep going for a long time. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like because, you know, all your homies, even if they want to be supportive, know that you just started this band. And at first it was like, oh, it's cool and maybe I'll go. But now like all they're doing is getting hammered with. Like, what are you giving them that's getting them stoked about that? Like, let's say you drop one song. And if you listen to our earlier episodes, we drive this home. But number one, focus on streaming. That's what we talked about in earlier episodes. Yeah. But I feel like for the past however many years you want to go back, Indie bands are always like, go buy our CD on iTunes, go buy our CD on iTunes, go buy our CD on iTunes. <laughs> and all the while, like you're never actually giving people stuff to be fans of. Yeah. Like when you drop a new song, that's great. But people are, you know, getting these thousands and thousands of pieces of information that they mentally have to process every day because it's getting thrown at them everywhere on social and at work and wherever they do it, their spare time. And all you're saying is like, buy this for me. Or help me. Yeah. Or like, what are you giving them? I mean, what you're really saying is give me something. And give, so give to me. I'm not going to give to you. Give to me. Yeah. And, and I think at a certain point, especially if you don't have a huge budget, you have to take the initiative to get creative. But a lot of times people don't do that. If you only have one song, number one, you should be writing a lot more songs. Yeah. And pumping that out that. as fast as you possibly can. But if any person in your band has an iPhone, you can go do an acoustic video in someone's bedroom of that song. Now that one song became two different pieces of art. Yep. And it can be a fresh, even though they still like the first one. Like if you look at people, whoever your favorite band is, fill in that blank. You have probably gone on YouTube and watched them play the same song live at 10, 20, 30 different places. Totally. 
Same yeah. song, but it feels fresh because it's a new environment and there's always something just a little bit different and it adds a human element. And yeah, you might not be on an arena tour and all over the planet to where it's, you know, you have all these things, but do it to the best of your scale, you know? Yeah. Go to a friend's house, yeah. bring over your 20 closest homies and do a little acoustic show, live stream it, put it out there. You had something new. Okay, go to like a trendy part of town where there's graffiti on the walls and whatever and like do a little impromptu cell phone photo shoot. Like I... My phone shoots 4K. <laughs> and like that's the world we live in now. It yeah, maybe other people that are hardcore professionals out there can notice the difference. But number one, who cares? And number right. two, most people that are ever gonna experience your stuff don't care. Like the story is really what drives it home. Um so to not continue to go off on a tangent about this, I, I think one of the biggest things is getting stuck in, I only have this, so here's this one good thing, and I'm going to latch onto this instead of creating tons and tons of amazing yeah. things and constantly giving people a story to latch onto. Yeah, keeping it fresh. Yeah. I mean, if the one thing you put out is is killer, that's awesome. Good for you. But don't keep hammering that on. It's, you, that's out there now. It's done. It's finished. It's over. You put it out there. You pushed it. You gave it to people. Now you have to give them something new. And then after that thing's out, you give them something new again. Like you can't give them the exact same thing over and over and over again because then it gets frustrating and annoying. It's like, well, yeah, but I already saw that. I don't, I don't want to see that again. It's like, hey, come to the movies again tonight and so you can see Iron Man 1 again. <laughs> it's like, why would I go do that? I've already seen it. I don't want to go again. I would say with that as well, if you are an indie band, and you are trying to launch or working to launch or making a record or whatever in this day and age in the way people consume content, uh, you could take the same album and instead of putting out one album, put one song out every month of a year. Mm -hmm. And I think you would have infinitely greater dividends by totally. treating it as 12 individual singles to where every single month of the year someone is getting something fresh that they can buy into and yeah. want to sing along to. I want to tell a little story about this concept and why it works. Uh, when I was in college, I got a flyer for a free burrito, this place down, you know, it was like a mile down the road or something. And it was like free burrito. So, dude, jackpot. So done. So I go and the way you get the free burrito you have to fill out a credit card application. And this is pre-2008, dating myself. Pre-2008. And so, you know, people were, they were handing out credit cards willy-nilly. It did not matter. So they were like, you can get your free burrito if you fill out this credit card. First credit card I ever had, Vance. Filled that thing out, got my free burrito, and did not look back. They also ended up canceling it because I never used it, but that's a different story. The fact is, they offered me something for free. And that got me in the store. I had to go through another hoop when I got there, but it didn't matter to me because I was there for the free burrito. And you know what? I kept going back to that place because the burrito was good. That's how you win. Continue to give to people and they'll keep coming back. Now, if they had tried me something the same Dorito at our, or same burrito I had already eaten, that would have gone over very poorly. So fortunately, <laughs> they had new burritos every time. Also an important thing to note. <laughs> <laughs> Moral of the story, when you drop your single, offer a free credit card yeah. for burritos. 
Exactly. Oh man. What about you? What What would you say the top? What do you think the top reason people, or not people, but artists and bands that should be good fail? Artists and bands that should be good fail. Uh, I think. I think one of the big ones. Um, I want to speak to ego for a minute. Mm. Is counting counting your chickens before they hatched. Uh, a lot of times, uh, an artist or a band will get a little bit of wind in the sails. Things start to go okay. You know, we're starting, we're not the first band on the bill anymore. This is cool. Now we're the direct support for our favorite venue in town. And, you know, we're, we're getting a hundred people to the show every time, as opposed to playing to a room full of five. And as soon as that happens, they start to think that they're hot, start to think they're badasses, and, you know, sky's the limit now, boys, we are killing it. And so they get arrogant, they get cocky, and they feel like they don't have to work as hard. What happens is they lose the hunger. Mm. They lose the drive. You can't lose the hunger, and you certainly can't lose the hunger because you think that you are above putting in the work or that you deserve what you have. Like, No matter how big you may ever get as an artist, you don't deserve any of it. It's all a gift. And the gift is people's attention. Mm. You don't deserve anybody's attention. People get to pay attention to whatever they want to. And if it happens to be you, then congratulations. But that can go away really, really fast. Just ask Millie Vanilli. (laughs) They were massive. And then one little slip up with it, and they gone, man. I don't think any kid listening to our show has a clue what you just referenced. Look it up. Look <laughs> it up. Oh, man. I mean, look at, we're not going to go into this uh, conversation very deep, but just look at all of the uh, famous people this year with all of the um, sexual misconduct uh, things that have been going around. How many people who were at the top have fallen from grace, have lost people's attention? They didn't deserve any of it. And all it took was one thing for them to be gone out of the public eye. So don't take it for granted and don't think that you're entitled to people's attention span because you're not. And I think that's, I think people, I I think that no matter what level a band or an artist is at, when, as soon as that starts to happen, as soon as their ego tells them, I deserve this, that is usually the, the moment you can pinpoint that everything turns for them. Yeah, it happens at every level, from the the band or the artist who's really good and never makes it off the ground to the band of the artist who's really good and gets a lot of recognition, and then they think they deserve it and they're gone. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, if I was if I was going to have a second thing that I thought was the biggest one that comes to my mind, um, bands in particularly. I don't think rappers have this problem. I think depending on genre, it varies a little bit. Uh, But I see it a lot in bands. Getting hung up on stuff that does not matter. Totally. The, and I say this with a grain of salt because you should always put out whatever the best of your ability is for right now. Mm -hmm. But I don't think you should wait a year to try and get to a different level of ability. Right. I think you see so many people that are like, oh, this thing has to be perfect, whatever that vision is in their head. And it's something that the rest of us are never going to notice. Yeah. And especially with the information 
thing that you're fighting all the time and needing to be relevant, you get slow. And if you're slow, you lose that relevance. It doesn't matter how great you are. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. If you are a new up-and-coming artist and I hear a single because it pops up in a playlist and I'm like, oh, this is dope. And then I go look you up, but then there's nothing else. I'll probably have you in rotation for for sure a week. Yeah. If it's a super dope song, it might be like two or three weeks, you know, pop back every once in a while. But if a month has gone by and now there's nothing new for me to experience from you, like I'm going to get burnt out on that first song mm-hmm. and you're too busy over here being like, ah, oh, well, this one snare hit at two and a half minutes in <laughs> yeah. just doesn't feel right. No one cares. And not only does no one care, I don't have the time because there's too many other artists putting stuff out every single Friday. Yep. And it's not because I don't want to care. You're just giving me nothing else to care about because yeah. you got hung up on something that was a non-issue. When, you, when you're doing the... I, I want to draw this uh, comparison or this clarification too. When you're doing the DIY thing, that's... This is what we're really speaking to, uh, is the DIY thing, the uh, <clears throat> the pre superstar status, um, pre a thousand people on your team area. Uh, when you're when you're below that, you need to be pumping out content more consistently. You need to be um, making sure you put it out even when it's not perfect. Uh, you, you because you don't have the luxury of people being so invested in your brand that it doesn't matter quite as much. Uh, Think about your favorite band or artist who is a big name and they're still at the top of the chain. We're definitely still attached in many ways to the two year album cycle. Mm. It happens. Some people take longer than that. Some people take three or four years between records and it's fine because they sold enough units and made enough of an impact on that last album cycle for your engagement to be just about guaranteed on the next one around. However, you got to think about this. When that next album cycle comes around, they have to spend so much more time, energy, and money re-garnering your attention span, even if you're a big fan. If you're a huge fan, I, you love this record that they did three years ago. You hammered it home for a year. Well, after that, other stuff came out. You started listening to other stuff, and you're not paying attention. You're not checking their Twitter every day. You're not checking their Instagram every day, seeing what they're doing. You may still follow them because of the way the feed aggregates. You're liking less, so you're seeing less. And then when they put out a new record, it's not guaranteed that you'll even know about it. So they have to spend time, energy, resources to tell you about it. You don't have that time, energy, those resources. You don't have a team full of people to ensure everything's perfect for launch. What you have is attention and work ethic, goals, and workflow. And you have to take advantage of that because as long as you're popping up every day, popping up every week saying, hey guys, I'm still here, people are going to stay engaged. You're not going to have to spend thousands of dollars to re-engage their attention every time you put something out because you're automatically going to be showing up even if you're just posting memes of you dancing in the studio in a T-Rex onesie. 
while you're cutting your record, whatever. They're going to be like, this whole thing yesterday, it was awesome. And then next week you hit them with this bomb song and they're like, oh my God, I didn't know they were actually working on music that was coming out this soon. And boom, you've got them. Zero dollars spent. 100%. I think also an important factor with that on the kind of artist that can do a two-year album cycle that people forget about is that those artists are big enough to tour the entire world. Right. To where it physically takes a year to a year and a half to hit all of the places on the globe that yeah. they can sell out. Yep. Because yep. it's not just a U.S. thing. Yeah. They're not just hitting every state in America. They can literally do the U.S., can do South America, can do Europe, can do Australia, can do Asia. So they physically have to go that far and takes that much time to travel and play all of the shows for all of the people that want to see them. And while obviously like everybody at home wants to get to that level, you're not there. Yeah. And if you are stop listening to our show and go focus on (laughs) resting for your show in Asia tonight, hit us up and tell us, tell us what it was like uh, before you are, before you were where you are now. So that we can use some of that as some fodder for people who aren't there yet. Some inspiration. We'd love to hear from you. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Some success stories never hurt anybody. It's true. It's absolutely true. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think what have we covered so far? You're give, you're not giving enough. You're asking for too much. Yep. You got an ego. You started to think you deserve it. What else? What else causes good artists to fail early, late, whenever? I think I think probably the question that we're kind of answering right now is earlier on the earlier side of things. Yeah, it, it's what a, stops the train from leaving the station? Uh, Try to think what the big things are because there's always little things. Uh, man, I think people claim money as yeah. a cop out a lot. Yeah, um, and people don't want to embrace the journey. Yeah. Because especially with, in the sense of social media, anybody you follow is only trying to put their best foot forward. Yeah. And I think so many people are overwhelmed with the idea of in order for me to stand out, I have to look like I'm on the same level as these A-list artists. Yeah. Um, And forget the fact that if you're transparent and honest with people and putting out the best you can put out right now, people get to go on that journey with you. And as long as your songs live up, the production value, while it matters to a point that it's listenable. Yeah, it's got to it's got to hit a certain benchmark. Of it, course. it can't be painful and it can't be uh, a distracting mix. But as long as the mix isn't distracting, it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. Actually, I can think of songs that came out literally this week that were on the front page of Spotify from artists that are killing it. That to my personal ears, the mix is awful. <laughs> and I, <laughs> that I'm like, in one in particular, I uh, actually listened to it on the way over to the studio before we started recording this today. Yeah. And I listened to it because it is an artist that has been crossing the threshold of pretty new, but starting to hit and have a pretty big audience. Mm hmm. And I was blown away with how bad I thought it was. Yeah. And again, I don't think I am personally his audience and it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, he is shipping and totally taking it to the bank. But if anything, I think that further affirms 
stop getting hung up on perfection, especially if you're starting out in the sense of let people be a part of this journey. Do the absolute best thing you can do today. And as long as it isn't distracting, like let your mom, let your friends, you know, and people that'll be honest, like you don't want somebody that's just going to sit there and be like, this is perfect to be perfect. But if you can find somebody uh, that is enough of a homie that they're willing to listen, but also, you know, willing to be constructive and be like, no, like this is dope. Like I'd listen to this. Put that out and keep moving forward. And then you're going to do another mix, you know, next month. Then you drop that and it got a little bit better. And it's a theme that we talk about and it's going to continue to get talked about. But incremental improvement. If you spend a year doing a song, there's no momentum in that. And honestly, I can say this from personal experience because I have done this in years in the past where literally there was a song and it wasn't even intentional. Like, Life got caught up and things kept happening between me and the folks that were producing because we were all just busy and had stuff going on and mm-hmm. like didn't mean to. Yeah. But literally was an entire year between an album I had put out and then was doing another single to follow that and then had all these other projects going that no one was listening and that's nobody's fault but my own. Yeah. You know, and it was yeah. an experience that I had to learn from and, you know, move past. But it's a reality that it doesn't matter if that song was perfect unless I like have people watching me every single day, which they're not because I wasn't giving them the content to follow along and see the journey and be like, no guys, I'm working and it's coming and mm-hmm. bringing them along. It was just putting it out to nobody because no one was listening anymore. I think, uh, I think on that, on that note of perfection, perfection, the pursuit of perfection will kill your progress. Absolutely mm. will. Say it again. The pursuit of perfection will kill your progress. One more time, because threes are important. <laughs> the pursuit of perfection will kill your progress. That's so important. It's true. It really will. You're, it's never going to be perfect. Um, it's never going to be perfect. And, and I'm speaking to myself just as much as I'm speaking to anybody else, because I am the ultimate perfectionist. And I have to, like, I have to make myself put stuff out. I have to make myself stop editing stuff. I have to... Vance has to tell me all the time, dude, just do it. Just, you're done. Like, all right, okay, fine, whatever. (laughs) So I do it begrudgingly, but it's never going to be perfect. And I think, I think one of the ways to get past that, which ties back into uh, Vance's original point of giving more than you're asking um, in the form of content is, is doing more documenting than putting out polished product Mm -hmm. document the creation of the product like life is about relationships right music just as much as anything else is about relationships the relationship you have to the song the relationship the listener has to the song and they're therefore the relationship that you and the listener have with each other you're making this music that's impacting them if you can include them on that journey not just at the finish line but let them be there from the beginning through to the finish line. Give them a glimpse of what's going on and how that looks, how that feels. Oh my God, you are going to bring them into your world and they are going to be um, so emotionally invested in what you're doing because you let them behind the velvet curtain. I think it's important to, to show people that, to show people what goes into it, not just what comes out of it. Absolutely. And with that, let's just get real for a second. 
what is the reason people don't hit publish? Fear. Fear. Totally fear. Every single time it's fear. And the only way to conquer fear is to do something. Yeah. To face it head on. Like you can only, thinking never gets you past it. And if you're in a band that plays live or starting to play live or have played for a long time, I think that's a great example of the first time you hop on stage, no matter how much you want to and are stoked about it, there is an innate fear. And while you should always have a little butterflies out of excitement and love for what you do, the more you play, the more comfortable you become. Yeah. You know, Tom and I have played hundreds, if not thousands of shows the way I feel. And I'm sure he feels walking onto a stage now versus 15 years ago when I played the first show I ever played when I was in like eighth or ninth grade are two very, very different things. Yeah. But the reality is you don't get to this point without playing all those shows in between and getting the reps Mm -hmm. in and constantly getting better at something. It's like a new job. No matter how qualified you are for a job, if you walk in on day one, you're always nervous. Oh, yeah. You don't know anybody. You learn the ropes, man. Even if you're the most qualified person on the planet. Yep. Because you don't know who's cool with who. You don't really know where everything is. You're not acquainted. Mm-hmm. You know, you, while you know what you think you're supposed to do, you haven't really seen the systems that are in place. You haven't really gotten a feel and a confidence to be able to really knock your job out of the park. Yeah. But if somebody came back and asked you six months later, you're like, oh, it's not scary. This is what I do every single day. I feel great yeah. about this. Here's my responsibilities. Here's what I do when I first get here. And like, you got to get the reps in. And whether that's playing live shows, whether that's you're a band and you're starting to produce your own music, like the first one's not going to sound the same as the 50th one, but you can't get to the 50th one if you don't hit publish on the first one. Right. The the point of it is to be a snapshot of where you were in that moment. Mm. That's the point. You want to have kind of the photo album of sorts to be able to look at the progress and you're not going to be able to move on to the next one unless you do the first one. You keep trying to, reevaluate the first one you're never gonna put anything out and then there will never be a second one because there probably won't be a first one yep (laughs) man the number of artists i know that just have catalogs oh yeah sitting and they should be crushing the game right now yep but they won't hit publish breaks my heart dude that's a big one that's going to get hammered on this show a lot is hitting publish Hit publish, people. When in doubt, put it out. Mm. Come on. <laughs> Seriously. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of what other people are going to think about what you're making. Screw them. Anybody who, anybody who is small enough to judge what you have just put out, no matter how good or bad it is, anybody who's small enough to judge it, criticize it, or tell you that it's not worthy is a very, very weak little person, and you don't care about their opinion anyway. That's that's truth right there. That's that's mm-hmm. that's transcendental truth bomb from from TD3. It's true. Yeah. And honestly, even if they hate it, that's awesome too. Cuz you want them to hate it enough to talk about it on the internet. Totally. Cuz here's the thing. <laughs> if they're talking trash about you, they're still talking about you. Rebecca Black, and you get to you get to sit around and ask them, "Hey, how many people are talking about you right now?" And then you get to see the look on their face and it's awesome. Rebecca Black, that's all I'm going to say. Right. 
She ain't sitting around talking about any of us. I guarantee you that. No. And also, <laughs> I was actually, I was pulling this up because I wanted to give the actual truthful answer without guessing. Yeah. The uh, the hit Friday yep. that everyone on the planet hated on still has 116,306,411 views at the time of this recording. That's ridiculous. Over 100 million views yep. on something that was a critically hated. <laughs> Put it out, man. <laughs> Put it out. That's all we're saying. Dropping hit, hit publish. Dropping the mic on that. Yeah. <laughs> hit publish. Who cares? Haters are a good thing. I also think too, like in the same thing as getting the reps in to get over the fear. I I think haters fall into that as well. That they're scary at first, the first time someone tells you that they don't like what you do. Because typically speaking, you know, obviously there's exceptions, but most often, if you're your first band, you just put out your first song, everybody that's listening, even if they don't think it sounds like whatever they listen to on the radio, they care about you. So they're genuinely stoked about it because they're stoked about you and it's fresh and it's a first Mm -hmm. ask that you've ever Mm -hmm. had from all these people. Yeah. But as soon as you get that first hater, it's like this new thing that comes and it's already playing against all your insecurities. It's like a new emotion you haven't experienced before. Yeah, and it hits hard and then it makes you second guess all these things. But then it's back to that reality that there's 7 billion people in the world and you can't please everybody and you're never going to. So you shouldn't waste your time trying to. Totally, yeah. But the more that you just accept that and then realize that there are people out there that just love to hate on stuff because that's who they are and that's what they do. And it gets them a lot of attention because people react really hard. and you, then you really realize that those are just super insecure people that play on it. Yeah. You are able to stop caring in the same way because you start getting the reps on that side too. And you can accept the fact that like, they're not in my life anyway. They're never yeah. going to be supportive. They're never going to be a fan. So why would I waste my energy being upset by them when I'd rather spend my time being able to be like, oh, these are people that truly buy into what I do. How can I continue to create special, awesome experiences for them that they can still be stoked about because they showed up. Yeah. And there's this thing that happens too that's on the other side of that of of the first sort of round of of haters for what you're doing. Like you start out with this fear of like, oh my God, I hope somebody doesn't like it. Or I hope nobody doesn't like it. Remember that word. And I hope everybody likes it. I hope everybody likes it. <laughs> Quit trying to fool around with double negatives, Tom. Uh, I hope everybody likes it. I hope there's nobody who doesn't like it. And then somebody doesn't like it. And you go, oh, God, no, this is, <laughs> this is my worst fears come true. This is terrible. I shouldn't have done this. This is awful. And then you find the courage to press forward. And more people like it than don't. And enough people don't like it to where you get to the point where you go, huh. It's actually kind of awesome when people don't like it. I kind of feed off that. Mm -hmm. I look forward to the negative comments because they entertain me and they help put gas on the fire. This weird thing happens. I'm telling you, it does. Where you actually sort of get excited by some of the hate. Well, you've inspired someone to care enough to say something. Yeah. Even if it's a negative reaction. It is a reaction. Because indifference is far worse. Far worse. No one's saying anything is a way worse feeling than a couple people 
caring enough to say bad things. Yeah. At least you're eliciting a response. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like the whole reason people, you know, siblings pick on each other. True. <laughs> Just to get a response. <laughs> um, so don't don't pursue perfection. Don't have an ego. Don't ask for more than you're giving. Anything else is keeping the train from leaving the station or is that about covered? I think those are some pretty big, important. I, I important think everything things. past that starts to get pretty nitpicky. Yeah. I think uh, we can dive into some specifics on, on those kind of things. More questions from you guys uh, at later episodes, you know, some how, how maybe some how to's on how to not do those things. Yeah. Stuff like that. But no, I, I think those are probably the top things I would say. Hold back artists. That have the ability. Yeah. That should be good. Yeah. But never seem to cross that threshold. Yeah. Yeah. The the asking versus giving thing is is a huge one. It really is so big. You really need you, you gotta remember you're in you're in the business of providing something. You're providing something to to other people. And nobody who's in the business of provision builds a lasting business by asking for more than they give. Hmm. It just doesn't happen. So couldn't say it better myself. So yeah, that's that. I think, uh, I think that about covers it for this week. Um, any parting words for our beautiful people out there? JT, our couch is still warm, <laughs> still hot. The cocoa's fresh waiting for you come to, on, bro. to come pass your wisdom on to the, uh, Andy's trying to rise up. <laughs> no that was it that's all i got that's it. all right cool <laughs> we'll see you guys next thursday thanks for listening hey guys thanks again for listening to the show today as always you can find show notes and links from our episode on our website at themusicstuffshow.com also please 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 uh connect with us if there's ever any questions any ways that we can help you can find us all over social media at Music Stuff Show. You can also find myself and Tom personally all over the interwebs. I am at V-A-N-C-E-F-I-T-E and Tom is at T-O-M-D-U-P-R-E-E-I-I-I. Uh, all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere you want to connect. Uh, the show is here for you, so any way that we can make your life a little bit better and get you closer to your dreams of your career in the music industry, we want to be a part of. We'll see you guys next Thursday. Thursday.